In the Lab, a Texans podcast that takes a different look at things. Drew Doherty and John Harris have their lab coats and goggles on and the Bunsen burners burning. Here's Drew. Well, hello. Welcome to In the Lab. This is a special Zoom edition of In the Lab. It's a little later in the week. And I'm Drew Doherty, and that's John Harris waving at you. But it's a little later in the week because I've been sick. I've had uh, throat voice issues. I I feel like I'm kind of like Mark Vandermeer Light, you know, having some, some voice problems. I didn't chug honey like he does. Uh, I didn't uh, have some sort of weird concoction like he comes. I just, I just rested. So uh, we're doing this a couple days late, John, because... I just finally got my voice back. Yeah, it's okay. And I've also been traveling, too, because I've been out at Pro Days. Uh, I went to Baylor on Monday, went to AM on Tuesday. And I was thinking about going to TCU today. And I, I've never been to TCU in, in any way, shape, or form. I've never seen a game there. Uh, I've never been to the campus. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, that's a long way. And then I got to do live radio. Am I going to make it back? And I just figured, you know what? I got to do live radio, so I'll just I'll pass on. Although TCU would have been the better of, the, of any of them to go to. Yeah. See Quentin Johnston, see Max Duggan throw, see Duggan throw to Max Quentin Johnston. They've got some DBs. Uh, Travis Hodges Tomlinson is a tremendous player. Avila at guard or center. And that's Mm -hmm. interesting because he took some reps at the senior bullet center. There's been a lot of talk about him potentially going to center. Mm. And I don't know if there's a team that you and I both know that might need some help on the interior at center. I don't know. So I know my bees that I coach the baseball team. They're they're good at center. We don't have a center yeah, on our yeah. team, but I, I, yeah. I don't think we need one either. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, it's something to think about, of course. But true, there there would have been there would have been some players to see at TCU for sure. But that that drive and then I just I couldn't do it, and I didn't want to pass on live radio tonight uh, on Thursday night because Mark will be back um, from the annual meetings, mm-hmm. aka the owners' meetings. And yep. so I was like, oh, that considered you know you being sick, me on the road. Yep. Figured. This is the best day to do it on Thursday. So it's all good, man. Hope you're feeling well, though. You sound okay. So I that's do. good. That's a good step. Yeah, I think it's all the pollen. You know, the two pecan trees in my oh, backyard yeah. are sprouting their leaves. And I think it's just like yeah. that. And then I was – so I'm the head coach, uh, you know, pulling back the curtain here. I'm the head coach right. of my first grader, Oliver's uh, baseball team. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I coach third base. And so I'm – yelling not yelling at the kids but yelling to the kids encouraging i think i'm a positive influence uh and so i lost my voice after that game it was totally gone and then the day after i was squeaking like you know peter brady uh for the brady bunch (laughs) so i I just had to had to shut it down but um yeah Yeah, i'm glad you brought up pro days because you have been to a lot of them over the years i've been to a few and we've been together to a few over the years and they just aren't like they used to be, but really, John, they're not as important probably as people make them out to be. Would you agree with that? I agree with that. I think okay. they're absolutely. And I, and I've become even more so And I, and I don't know, it just kind of coincided with everything that was going on with Bryce Young and CJ Stroud. And of course, Anthony Richardson will throw on Friday today or Friday. I can't remember which day it is. Uh, and that shows you, I, there's just, you know, there's certain things you can see at a pro day. And there are just certain things you're not going to see. And I, I'll be honest, the, the scouts go there, and I think they feel the need to go there because they don't want to miss something. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, 
they already know what they're looking at. They already know what they're seeing. They've been to that campus probably three times in the fall, especially if it's a Baylor A&M like I went to. They've been to that campus. They've talked to the coaches. They've talked to the strength staff. They've talked to the medical staff. They've talked to all those people. They know what to expect. They're going to be shocked if something is not, um, you know, is, is out of whack a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I know, you know, people say, well, you know, general managers don't get to do that. Yeah, Nick, Nick travels. T- take Nick, for instance. Nick travels a lot and travels to a lot of games. Nick does a lot of scouts work during the year. I mean, he, he sees these guys live a lot. Now, he doesn't do all the scouts work, but that's what he relies on the scouts for. And when it comes to a quarterback's pro day, that's even more, okay, great. He threw the ball against air fantastically. Yay. All right. Don't care because that's not going to matter in the grand scheme of things, how he throws it on air. Yeah, you can see the, you know, the ball velocity and things like that, but these guys, they go through a script. They go through, they practice the script day after day after day after day. And we know football of anything, especially the quarterback position, is not how you respond to the script of the 15 plays, but how you respond to the way the defense is adapting to you and your script. So, yeah, it's fun to watch guys throw the football. And I, I love Pro Day because of that. I love because it's a, it's a football environment. All the scouts are there. You know, it's fun to just kind of be there. Yeah. But that's it. As yeah. far as the information you get from that. It's limited. Limited. I will say, I will admit, there are, there's the, the one or two guys every year and maybe, you know, combined four or five schools that has that opportunity where you're, you know, he's, he's intriguing as all get out. And then one of the tests pops for you. And I'll right. give you a great example of that. Colin Gillespie. Mm-hmm. When I went to AM Pro Day and whatever, uh, Colin was coming out, I think 19. I was standing back behind the way they had it set up. I was standing back behind a barrier. And it was just to the left of the 40-yard dash. And I was back there talking to Billy Lucci, um, who uh, runs Texags, basically. Right. And Lucci and I go way back, and we're talking. And we're just kind of chatting. And Colin gets up there, and he runs his 40. And he gets done with it. We're like right mid conversation. I kind of nudge Billy. I'm like, "That's really good." I don't know what he ran, but that's pretty good. And so then all of a sudden, it started kind of filtering back to us. They ran in the four five range. And I was like, "Billy, that's going to get him drafted." Like, whoa! I didn't think he had that juice. Um, and then he did it again. He ran, I think, like a four five one, a four five two at two hundred and thirty pounds or whatever he was. Those are the kind of players where you know that that's pro day for you. That's you know, the one guy that you maybe think is athletic, but you don't think he's that fast. Mm-hmm. It's probably one or two amongst probably four or five schools every year that you have one of those yeah. guys. Yeah, you watched him. You study him. He does some things. Maybe he's a guy that plays a couple of positions, doesn't really have a position, does a few different things, does some things in special teams. But you're just not totally sure because you just don't have enough on him. Um, you don't know how the team is going to use him, but you know your team could use him. And so – those are the kind of guys it, it's fun for. AM had five guys at this pro day. It was weird. It's such a young team. And Baylor had a, a bunch of guys. But really, I don't think anybody that's going to end up being drafted minus a couple of guys that had already worked out at the combine. So mm-hmm. it was just one of those years where it just wasn't loaded with those kind of guys. Hey, um, let me now, hey, let me let me ask you this. Sorry to interrupt, but you always see NFL scouts at these things. And sometimes you see Canadian Football League scouts yes. as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you seeing some of that? And then yes. on top of that, 
Are you seeing any XFL, USFL scouts? Do they even have that sort of representation? What, what's, what's going on with that? I, I don't recall seeing any XFL, USFL. Mm-hmm. I don't recall. But I do remember seeing, and I can't remember which one. It may have been at both. I did see the Winnipeg Blue Bombers at one right. of them. At least. Yeah, they're always, there's always one or two. Yes. At, and at, at the Senior Bowl. Absolutely. At Pro Days. There's always at least one, two, sometimes more. Canadian football, and I always find that fascinating. They're they're working every angle. You know, they're not there at South Carolina in 2014 thinking that they're going to get Jadeveon Clowney, but they might pluck some of these guys that are Absolutely. fringe draftable guys, you know? Absolutely, and and I think Baylor and a would have been good ones for them to be at, yeah. and, and I do remember seeing Winnipeg. Now, because of the, the resource availability, I don't know what it is for the CFL, but they may have, you know how we have like a pool reporter at the Super right. Bowl where there's one reporter – that goes in and asks the questions of the uh, coach yeah, or yeah. So whatever. And then that guy. Like a pool scout. Woman, yeah. Right. It's like a pool scout yeah. where he or she goes in, gets all the information, and shares it with the rest of the CFL. could be that. But I have seen the CF- CFL. Now, I don't recall seeing XFL, USFL. I don't, I don't recall. So I don't know okay. how they go about you know, doing that. It would be wise for them to do it. And, again, to have maybe a pool scout, you know, one, hey, one scout that – you know, kind of covers the area that is going to hit all of them and then share it with all the different teams. Um, they're already kind of sharing resources in those leagues anyway. So, I mean, I think that would be a wise way to do it. The one thing about the CFL, too, is I've noticed one of the things I started doing, Drew, is I, in my, in my draft database where I keep everything on my notes, everything, I've started putting where these players are from, mm-hmm. high school. Um, because sometimes when I put their high school, I go find their high school, I'm like, oh, I've seen this guy. Or, you know, like a lot of, I used, I watch a lot of modern day. So that's why I've watched Bryce Young forever um, because there was a time modern day it was one and St. John Bosco was two in the country and they were bad. They had great games. And so right. you can get, you can get their kind of highlight version games on YouTube. And so you would see guys, I would see guys, Eli Ricks, Mata Alabama, um, Bryce Young, then Mase Funa is a guy that's at Oregon. He's a 2024 candidate, but you would see these guys and I'm like, Oh yeah, he's from modern day. Or you see a guy from Texas, like Jackson Smith and Jigba. I did not realize Jackson Smith and Jigba was from Texas until I, until I kind of put his information in the database. So I started doing that. What I have found is that there are a number of players from Canada hmm. that are in my database. Uh, Tavius Robinson from out of Ole Miss. The two Browns, uh, Sydney and Chase from out of Illinois. They're from hmm. Canada. And there are a few others as well that are from Canada. And if you're in the CFL and you're making your draft, there are rules on how many stateside players you can have versus how many right. Canadians you can have or a Canadian connection. And mm-hmm. so those players have a little bit of a leg up in the CFL as well. And the CFL knows it has a leg up on those players too, but it feels like we're getting more and more players that are coming from Canada down here to the States to play college football. And that's going to, I think in the end, those guys can play. Now the Browns and Robinson, they'll all be in the NFL, but at some point if things don't go well, they can go to the CFL. Um, and it helps a CFL team because they're Canadian. They're of Canadian descent. Yeah. So that helps them in the long run. It's always fascinated me. And I, I think you're probably in the same boat too. But, you know, growing up in Houston, Warren Moon came from the CFL. Yep. I, when I was a, a little guy, Doug Flutie won the Heisman. Yep. Made, you know, he's like, what, the greatest CFL player of all time, probably, Doug Flutie? Yeah. yeah. He was over there. And then when I was in Lubbock, 05 to 09, in 05, Plainview High School had this phenomenal team. They went, I think, three rounds deep in the playoffs, and they had a player named Jamar Wall. He yeah, yeah. was a running back. He was a defensive back. He returned yeah. punts. I think he punted. I mean, he just did it all. He was a 
phenomenal player. And I went to his signing. He signed with Texas Tech. He played immediately in 06, yep. 07, 08. He was a kickoff returner. And then uh, he got, I don't know if he got drafted or not, but he started with the Cowboys, got let go. But he was here with the Texans, I think, for a game or two in 2010. So, like, I saw him play in high school, in college, and with the Texans, which is the only guy that I, that's ever happened with. Yeah. It was, just, it was just weird. But he wound up going on to the CFL. He might still be playing in the CFL. Um, he might have just retired, too, but I don't know. Anyways, the CFL, basically, it's always fascinated me, and it's always fascinated me seeing their representation at these, you know, evaluations, at yeah. these pro days, at these senior bowls. And, you know, that's just one of those fun. And then you got Danny Barrett. He's a running backs coach here for yeah. the Texans and has been, you know, here for a while. But he's one of the best CFL players ever. He was a coach in the CFL. So there's all sorts of little mini connections that we, you and I both have with that league. And I, I, I find it fascinating. I, I was listening to this podcast last summer. Last summer, I think it was. It was Sean McVay and Peter Schrager. Mm -hmm. They would have various, um, you know, coaches from throughout the league. Mm -hmm. And they had Zach Taylor on. I think it was that. Yeah, it was Zach Taylor. Uh, and he had played in Nebraska. And he was telling stories about playing in the CFL. And hmm. it was just, it was fascinating. I mean, you'd be surprised. Remember DeVere Posey? DeVere Posey. Sure. Yeah, exactly. Yes. yes. Texans, and he's one of the better receivers the CFL has had. So it gives great cup MVP. Yep. It gives guys an opportunity to continue to play and, you know, make some money doing it. And, you know, the Canadian game is is so different. But here's the other thing. Yeah, they're at pro days. You know, these scouts are at pro days. They're also at our training camp. Yep. They, they come to our training camp. I, I mean, I can't tell you the number of times the formerly known as the Eskimos, now the sure. Elks. Um, I've seen their scouts with that double E on their hat. A bunch. Yep. Winnipeg's been there. I've seen Ottawa. So they come to our training camp because they're looking for players that might end up not making the roster that they can make a play on and bring to their – and at that time, training camp time, they're getting near their playoffs. Yeah. Um, or near the end of the season, the playoffs. So they're, they're always on top of it. And I just think the more – you know, some, you know, some people say, well, you know why do you have these leagues? Because, look, you might get one, two, maybe even three guys um, to come out of those leagues that end up making a career out of it. I mean, you think of the World League. I mean, I mean shoot, Kurt Warner was a Hall of Famer. Yeah. Um, playing in Amsterdam and ends up being a Hall of Famer. You know, the, those leagues produce a player or two that you don't see coming that gets an opportunity for whatever reason and makes the most of it. And sometimes I'm all that's for it. all it is. It's I love it. I got, I'm on a group text with my high school, some of my high school friends. And one of them, one of them was bashing the USFL a few weeks back. I was like, why are you hating? Who cares, yeah. man? Like, right. to, there's your point, John, that you just made. Like, you might get a few players that wind up making it. But you know what? They have guys like you, guys like me, coaches, other players who are getting to work in sports and getting to you know chase a dream as opposed to just doing a nine to five job that they might yep. might have to do where they're not doing this. So I'm I'm right. all for that because you know it's somebody getting to work in sports and do something fun and and you know make a living for a, a little bit, maybe longer, uh in, in something that they love. So I'm I'm all for it. I support it. More leagues the better. Let's go get them you know got it absolutely yeah. and bring all the scouts man absolutely i i here here was the pro day i, I mean i love i was getting out of town for a little bit so i, I love that and of course yeah. you make the drive and you know down to you know up to waco and the college station and it's just you know as they like to say it's god's country and it's just a really it's a really pretty drive so i like doing that uh, yeah. and getting out of dodge for a little bit but you know how it is at pro day 
once you go to a place, you want, you know, you're done. You're like, man, it gets done like 1 32 o'clock. You're like, man, I'm starving. All right, we're, yeah. we're in Waco. Let's go check. Let's get some barbecue, man. And you I know and I this is going. This, this makes me sad. This we, makes me really sad. Man, we've gone and gotten the gut pack from Vitex, and we sit. It's just, it's a blast because everybody from the pro days in there. It's just, it's really cool. You see a lot of scouts in there. So I know I'm on my own, but I'm like, I got to get some, some BBQ. So I go to where I know Vitex is. It's on the way because the, the pro day was not at Baylor. They were doing construction, same as A&M. They were doing construction. So it was actually a Waco midway high. Um, oh. And Jackson player, who's a defensive tackle for Baylor, that like, apparently they were kidding him like, oh, dude, you got a home field advantage because that's where he played in high school. And this is a high <laughs> school with an indoor 100-yard field. It's amazing. Anyways. Wow. So it's actually on my way back. And I drive by Vitex. I'm like, man, there's nobody here. What the heck? And I go and I look. It's permanently closed. Not getting and renovated? Not getting renovated. Permanently closed. It must have moved. I don't know. But it was permanently closed. And I wasn't at a point where I was, I was like going to you know, search at that point. I was like, I got to find something to eat. So I found yeah. a burger establishment on the other side of the the road. And then yeah. I happened to go by uh, Clint, um, Clint, Chip and Joanna Gaines uh, silos. Uh-huh. Oh my God. I've never seen anything. I've never seen anything like this. They're I mean, doing okay I, for themselves. Oh my God. Yeah. I mean, right downtown Waco. And then you look around and you're like, those apartment buildings, I bet you are there because of what's going on in downtown Waco with them. I mean, wow. I, I, I was dumbfounded. I've never seen more people. It was like World. People were waiting in line. <laughs> this place right in the corner. So it was on the kind of the, the southeast corner, Silo's Bakery. Huh. Through, the line was a, out the door and down the block, a full block to get in there. It was unbelievable. I just was dumbfounded. Absolutely dumbfounded. And, of course, I went to uh, Bucky's and Waller uh, both there and back both days. So I'm very proud of that. So love to Bucky's. Well, speaking of that, we're going to finish on a Bucky's story. Uh, I, I've been to that Bucky's as, as well many times mm -hmm. with my family, and we yep. were coming back from something probably in 18-ish, and we're walking in and walking out. It was none other than Christian Covington, former defensive oh, lineman. Yeah. And he's like, hey. So we gave a nice uh, nice bro hug, chit-chatted, and the kids were looking up at him. They thought, he, they thought that was really cool to see him. So Yeah, yeah that's very cool. That Bucky's. My God, I went through there and I was reading the, the signs and you can make some good money working at Bucky's. And one of them was like food service manager. Mm. And I started thinking, man, that would be a fun. And I was like, no, it wouldn't. My God, they have so much different food. Yeah, It's ridiculous all the different things you can get. So I always have. A little key lime pie in a cup, banana yeah, pudding in a cup. I'm, yeah. And then, Meat you know, cheese, Oof. you know, like bento boxes of, you know, carrots and pretzels and, and yep. hummus. And yep. I mean, just all over the place. And then the stuff they make, you know, which I always have the same thing. I always go in and I get a brick, I get a brisket egg taco. And then the way out, I shouldn't do this, but I do it every time because I, I get the salted caramel rice crispy treat. That thing is like my crack, bro. I get it every time we go to Bucky's. I could have, I might have eaten at you know, pick your barbecue spot and just thrown down. You still gotta I get am, that. I am getting that salted caramel rice crispy treat, man. Every time. Uh, yes, yeah. that's Wake nothing up. wrong with it. Nothing yeah. wrong with it at all. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm right there with you. All right, hey, it's good to see you, man. And yeah, man. Uh, this has been an in the lab.
We're less than a month away from the draft, so it's getting getting close. I can't wait.